downloading the UWA Alumni Voices podcast. I'm your host, Josh Van Campen, and today we're going to be discussing about how to be recruited with Daryl Lim, Executive Consultant at Hudson. Daryl, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you explain to all the listeners what your role is at Hudson? First of all, thanks for having me, Josh. I, I'm a managing consultant here in Hudson. I look after a team of four, uh, three other recruitment consultants. Apologies for that, Josh. I think that has, that's a recent change that we recently had. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> um, so my area of focus is in the application development and testing space. So we look after, we help software developers, software architects, development managers, and testers. We help these guys look for opportunities in the marketplace with potential employers. Beautiful. Now, when someone approaches you looking for a new role, what's the first question you ask them? I believe the first question I typically ask would be, what are you ideally chasing? You know, what is your blue sky scenario? Mm. I've always found that to be a nice opening question to get started with because you can kind of trickle your way down from there and craft out a strategy to get you there one day. So, yeah, that's my first question. Do people not have an answer for you? It's really funny that you say that. Um, I would say about half the population wouldn't have a response. People are still, they still are unsure of what they're looking for. And typically what I find is it's because they feel that they have to lay concrete. But in actual fact, it's just a little bit of a guide. You don't have to go, this is what I want to do in the future but it's more of a mindset where you go, I believe this is what I think I would eventually like to do. So I think it's a big um, misconception when people, you know, try to put pen to paper and say, this is exactly what I want to do because they're thinking of it as they have to do that rather than being a flexible option and you can kind of craft out your career path. Mm. And do you ever have to set expectations for them as well? They might have their, I guess, blue sky job and they're like, yep, this is exactly what I want. And you might have to, do you ever have to, I don't know, set some reality to them saying, oh, I'm not really sure that's feasible at the present time. Great question, Josh. Absolutely. That happens all the time. And I believe one of our main functions as a recruitment consultant is to share with people looking for work, what's actually available through the lenses that we have and that kind of feeds in into why recruitment companies around Australia or around the world are specializing a lot more. Because for me, I can tell you about the application development and testing market because that's all I do Monday to Friday. So when you come in with a blue sky scenario, if it's a bit far-fetched, I can advise you based on what I see in Perth. And at the same time, if what's not available in Perth, I can share that with you as well. Mm. And we can refine what you're looking for to the next best thing, if that makes sense. Beautiful. Now let's talk about the employers. Now, you know, today's working environment is changed. What are employers looking for in an employee? Mm, very, very good question again, Josh. But uh, it's a tough one on that. I think flexibility, the ability to adapt are things that are absolutely crucial mm-hmm. um, in the world today. But at the same time, as every employee is unique, so are every employer. You may have heard advice in the past before an interview have a look at the LinkedIn profile of the person that's interviewing you and for a long time I've heard that myself and I always wonder okay sure I can see a picture I see what it does but the reason why you do that is to actually get a feel of what the manager is like you know the things he shares he comments he posts 
that gives you a bit of an idea of the employer's values. Mm. So at the end of the day, if you, you get the adaptability and flexibility piece that most employers are looking for, but if you look deeper, every employer is unique and you need to find out what they are, what they're like. And that's why you should be doing your research into the business and the individuals themselves. And then what about yourself? How important is it for you to be collaborative in, in your role? Oh, look, collaboration is critical. Um, the market which I operate in is very competitive and there are a lot of lone wolves within the recruitment field. But collaboration, in my opinion, is what sets us apart. Here in Hudson, we work very closely as a team. When you're working with someone here in Hudson, you're not only working with one consultant. For instance, if, you're, if I'm working on a role for someone, there's three other guys that are supporting me with the delivery. And I think that's a much better way of looking at it in terms of one person against another person. Now we've got four people, you know, all pitching in and helping one another out. So it, it isn't crucial everywhere, but I believe it will add value in most places where you go to. Now you're talking about before you're, you know, you're looking at people's LinkedIn profiles and stuff. How can you grab a recruiter's attention? Is it through having a really impressive LinkedIn profile? Is it simply making a phone call, having a really good CV? Mm. I would say you, you need a combination of things. Having a good LinkedIn profile gives a great landing page, right? So once I am aware of you, if I look at your LinkedIn profile, I'm able to tell a little bit more about yourself. So that's great. But in my opinion, I feel as though going old school is the way to do it. You know, pick up the phone, call. If you look at the, if you look at how people apply for work, I would say about 70, 80% of people would actually apply and seek and just wait for a response. Another 10% would actually follow up on their seek application, for instance. And another 5% would probably continue to follow up as time goes on. So you gotta show, you gotta be a bit persistent, you know, get, get the attention by applying for a job ad or something like that and follow up, pick up the phone, try to speak to the right person. And that will better your chances of getting noticed by either a recruiter or a potential employer. Were you ever like this when you were at uni or when you were a fresh graduate? When I was in uni, it was, I graduated in 2008. That was the recession. <laughs> and it was nearly impossible to find a job where it entails looking for jobs for other people when there's no jobs available, right? Mm. I think this is a skill that I kind of picked up when I moved to working in a call center where we had to do a lot of cold calling and that really helped me out. And even to find my job in recruitment, I didn't actually sit back and wait for a job ad to, to come up. I actually populated a list of companies that offers recruitment services and I sent my resume to everyone and picked up all everyone. Um, and I think that was a really good way of getting noticed by a lot of different companies. Mm. Do you share that story with many people? Absolutely. I, um, yeah. I think it's, I'll be completely transparent with you as well, Josh. When it comes down to university students, when you're first graduating, a recruiter can only do so much for you. You have to keep in mind that in recruitment, we actually charge our clients a fee for assisting them with their search. I would say potentially two or 3% of the roles I recruit for would be graduate roles. So it's very, very, very small. And when I do speak with my clients, one thing that becomes apparent is when they are looking for graduates, they can be accessible, right? Mm -hmm. But what sets them apart 
is their persistence, then picking up the phone, calling them, explaining why they actually want the job. So in my opinion, this podcast was a great forum to give some tips and advice to mm-hmm. graduates that are graduating soon. You know, get a job yourself and hopefully if I've got, you know, if I'm able to assist, I'll pitch in where I can. But at the same time, once you've picked up a little bit more experience, hey, I hope to be able to help you even more at that point, right? I mean, in your role, you are helping a lot, lot of people, but, you know, are there some misconceptions about your, your role in recruitment as well? Do people just assume you can get them any job they want? Spot on. I think that is probably the biggest misconception. On the part of the employees, they think we can get them any job that we want. Truth be told, they're clients that we may have never worked with before, where it becomes a partnership, a joint effort to actually figure out what the client is like between you know myself meeting with the client and the candidate going in and interviewing and see if what I was told is being reflected during that interview. So it's a work in progress learning about a new employer. There are instances like that. And then on the employer side, I think the biggest misconception is that we find people that's going to be working with them for a lifetime. But people need to keep to remember that our job is to introduce them to good people. The retention piece is up to them to retain retain your staff. We will do our best to help out there, but that, that's not our core function. Do you ever offer any advice as well in your role where it may be, I guess, a little bit outside of your, you know, I guess your, your job description where you might give some advice to maybe further education, to further skills that they need to, I guess, obtain to get the job they're looking for? Look, the advice, yes, I do offer advice in that regards, but I would have to highlight that this advice is based on a track record of what I've seen. Just because you have done the same things doesn't mean you're guaranteed the same outcome. And I just want to be clear about that, right? So the advice I provide, this is what I've seen. I cannot guarantee the outcome for you. And given how quickly the world changes today, you've got to take your own risk in terms of what you actually do upskilling. But looking at how the market is changing with all jobs getting automated, all I can think about is, you know, do what you love. And that is what will keep you. That's going to keep you working hard in that job because you love the job and you're willing to put up with all the trials and tribulations that you might come across. Is Is that a recipe for success to do what you love? I believe so. It comes across a lot more in an interview. It comes across a lot more when you interview. If someone is interviewing for a mobile development role, for instance, and if they love actually doing it because they want to see see people holding their mobiles on their on their hand and playing around with the app, you can actually see their their face starts to smile naturally during the interview. So it's amazing how doing what you love really gives you an advantage during the interviews as well. Now, what are your top five tips for working with recruiters? Sure. Number one, have an idea of what you're chasing in your career. Number two, do your research about what's floating around. Understand what's going on yourself and cross-check that with what the recruiter sees. Number three, don't be too hurt by the feedback that a recruiter may give you. It may not be gospel, but it's very much based on the client base that he's working with. Be persistent. Pick up the phone, follow up. Just remember that just because we're assisting you with your job search, 
we are also humans and we also can get really busy at times. So looking for a job for you is not me working for you. It's a joint effort where we work together to craft out a way to help you find a job. Mm-hmm. And number five, be honest. Let us help you set the scene accordingly. If you are genuinely in the market looking for work, let us know that and we can share that with the clients. If you're just there to explore opportunities in the market, but you're not serious about jumping just yet, let us know because we can set the scene accordingly for you. So I guess if I had to summarize all five things, start figuring out what you want. Hmm. Was that a consistent message you were giving recently to a group of international students, which is where you volunteered, where you were one of about 20 alumni who volunteered their time at the International Career Cafe? Was that some of the advice you were sharing with our current students? Absolutely. Absolutely. Figure out what you want. And I can't stress it. I can't stress that hard enough. I mean, even for myself, when I graduated, I was a bit lost. But when I was working somewhere, I saw what people above me was doing. And I thought, hey, that might be a good thing to give a crack. So while I was working in a call center, I still applied for those jobs. I went for interviews. I got a real good understanding of what is involved when doing a job. Because I think there's three elements. The first one is you know, having an idea of what you're looking for. And that tells the employers that what they're going to offer you is aligned to what you want. Number two, understand what is involved. Because if you understand what is involved, the employer will then be a lot more confident that you're going to stick through it and you're going to generate value eventually. You're not going to give up, right? And number three, always ask for feedback. You spent an hour going for an interview. The dumbest thing you can do is not call them up and say, hey, look, I know I didn't get a job, but can you tell me something I can do going forward so I can hone my skills to improve for, my, for your next job? And if you're applying for the same type of job over and over again, if you've got 10 interviews, you will show you'll perform way better in the 10th interview than you did in the first because you know what you're talking about through speaking with people. Now, Daryl, those that are listening to the podcast, if they're eager to connect with you at Hudson, what's the best way to do it? Sure. I mean, send me a LinkedIn request. You know, I'm more than happy to connect on LinkedIn. Give me my contact details are all listed there. And if you wanted to have a confidential chat, by all means, drop me a call. I'll do what I can for you guys. Beautiful. Now, I'm going to put Daryl's LinkedIn profile in the blurb of this podcast. So, reach out to him through there. But, Daryl, really appreciate the time you've given everyone today with all that advice on how to be recruited. And uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. I look forward to working with everyone in the future.